Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. Trey will join me in just a few minutes as we'll talk about the NFL, college football, MLB, PGA Tour, and much more. Should sports wait till 2021? Trey and I will take a look at that and have some fun observations and thoughts for you all here on Sports Takes, all a part of sport, Talking Sports with TK. Hey, don't forget to connect on social media. It's a great way to keep up with us, provide some feedback. We appreciate all the feedback we got since the last podcast from all over the country. That's really cool. Connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. We're going to hear a quick message from our sponsor, Anchor, and then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It'll be another episode of Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, TK, right here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Two. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. As I mentioned, this is an episode of Sports Takes, and there's plenty to talk about as we push towards the end of July. The clock is ticking on all sports activity with the COVID pandemic, and Trey Blossman and I are going to get into it today with some of our thoughts and observations. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you today? Doing good, Tommy. Doing good. I think we're doing good. You know, we're sitting here in Louisiana and doing what we got to do and being smart and being safe, but but the world of sports, and in particular, we'll start with the NFL, I'm not so sure they're doing good. The clock is ticking, as we've said on several podcasts in a row now, but the NFL scheduled to have rookies and players report this week in a, a planned media social media outburst on Sunday from many players, including Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints and J.J. Watt and Russell Wilson, really blasted the NFL for not being ready. There are a lot of T's not crossed and I's not dotted as to whether NFL will report to camp and or play football. The preseason went from four games to two. Now they're talking about maybe one or none. Trey, the NFL has had the most time to make adjustments, make preparations for the COVID panic, uh, pandemic, which we all know surfaced in March, uh, some, what, five, four plus months ago. Yet the NFL is now being caught by the clock. They're not ready. Poor leadership, poor planning, whatever you want to call it. The NFL is in a precarious spot when many thought after they pulled off the virtual draft, oh, they got their stuff together. We'll probably see NFL football this fall. Now, I'm not so sure. Well, Tommy, I think it's work, looking worse all the time. Each day that passes gets worse. I think rookies are supposed to now show up tomorrow. They didn't give them much notice. I think they told them on Saturday they needed to report on Tuesday. But, you know, we've often talked on this podcast and prior to that on our 
radio segments about the feckless leadership of Roger Goodell. He's a, a horrible major sports league commissioner. Uh, I'm going to give him props. They did pull off that draft. Not only did it come off mostly without a hitch, it was fun to watch. People watched it and enjoyed it, and that was a good thing. But since then, we're back to the feckless leadership. Russell Wilson said yesterday that there is still no clear plan on player health. Drew Brees, as you mentioned, also said something. He he said, we need football. We need sports. We need hope. The NFL's unwillingness to follow the recommendations of their own medical experts will prevent that. So as of yesterday, it sounds like Drew Brees didn't think there was going to be any football this year. And for a guy that was going to come back and play probably only one more year, it's probably particularly difficult for him to come to that realization because his career is probably over at this point if there's no play. I agree. And, you know, I thought it was funny. Anthony Gallo, who did lots of radio stuff with me and podcast stuff, he made a funny comment. He said, I hope Drew Brees checked with Michael Thomas before he made those comments. And uh, I really chuckled at that one by by, uh, Anthony Gallo. But, you know, it, it is true. I mean, they I don't know. I mean, the clock's ticking. It's July the 20th as we speak on this episode of Sports Takes. And, you know, who knows what's really going to happen or not happen. The NFL, I certainly think, have fumbled the ball, pun intended there, with getting ready for the medical and the protocols and all the things that will have to be in place in order for them to pull this season off. You know, I told some folks last week, I said, you know, I don't think we're going to see high school football. I don't think we're going to see college football. I think the NFL may try to push the envelope and pull it off. I made those comments last week to a bunch of friends sitting in a watering hole. But as like everything else that's changing by day, I'm not sure that my comments are accurate anymore. Well, one thing that's changed in just a couple of days, Tommy, is you can no longer go into a watering hole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee, tell me about it. (laughs) Some of these rules are so ridiculous, and the bar owners are having to try to come to terms with them. What I found very interesting is, is the local bars here it's illegal to sell drinks to go, but they now are allowed to be open for curbside service. Yeah, which, which, uh, which is uh, selling drinks to go, which is against the law in normal times, but now allowed under the COVID nineteen. It, it's utter insanity, Tommy. I saw a well, meme last week. It showed a mostly uh, undrinking pint of beer on a bar, and it said, "Can catch COVID." And they had the same beer on the bar with a little basket of French fries next to it. Can't catch COVID. And that's oh. basically what we're being told. You can't go out and have a beer in a bar, you'll get COVID. But if you can go into a place and have a beer and some French fries, you're not going to get it. Uh, it's all ridiculous, Tommy. We're in a bad spot as a nation. We're in the bad spot, a bad spot as a globe, as an earth. I don't know what the answers are. But I believe less and less of what I'm told and what I read every day. I believe less. Well, you know, for those listening outside of Louisiana, Trey's on the North Shore, approximately an hour north of New Orleans. I'm in Baton Rouge. The governor of Louisiana has been so inconsistent and so 
you know, no direction, no statistics, no medical data in the mandates he's pushed out and the things he's said and closing bars, but not restaurants and closing places, but not the casinos. And, you know, you can have 500 people in Walmart, but you can't have 12 people in the neighborhood watering hole. You know, it's just very inconsistent. There's a huge a letter that's flying around social media today, July 20th, from the attorney general of Louisiana really getting after the governor and just explaining how inconsistent he's been, yet he's allowed these large groups to gather and protest in Baton Rouge and other parts of Louisiana. He has said that's okay, but, you know, I mean, it, it's all over social media. Uh, you can find a copy of it from Jeff Landry, the attorney general. He and the governor have sparred for a bit on this. Then, of course, that leads back to football. Will New Orleans uh, will the mayor, will the governor allow the Saints to have football? A couple of NFL teams, the, the Jets and the Giants, who share a stadium, said no fans are going to be allowed. No fans. You see, mean, they're, jump, you they're, jumping the, they're jumping the league with that, Tommy. Yeah, they're, 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 they're skirting that because there's no leadership. It, well, Bobby again, Goodell, if, if, there was, if there was leadership coming from the top, from Roger Goodell, those teams would not have made those announcements. They would wait and see what the league's going to decide. But yeah, you, you have renegade teams making their own decisions, uh, not waiting for the league. That, that's a bad situation, Tommy. Again, no leadership. And you're going to have a lot of NFL players, including marquee names, that are going to opt not to play, just as many basketball players have and many Major League Baseball players have done. Even a handful of college players have said, hey, I don't know if I'm going to play if we play. You know, that stuff trickles down. Uh, you know, no leadership from the NFL. They don't have 32 teams on the same page. And I realize it may be impossible to get them on the same page. But as a commissioner, you have to do your best to try to control that and not have people saying, you know, one team's going to do this, one team's going to do that. Just like in college, you got conferences that are saying we're not playing non-conference games. We're going to have 20% fans. Phil Fulmer at Tennessee says they're going to put 100,000 in the stadium for the home opener. It's just major inconsistency, which just goes back to what you said, Trey. Who knows what to believe or who to believe? Virtually, you know, you can't believe anybody or anything, whether it's NFL, NCAA, MLB, or whomever. It's just, you're right, this world, not to mention our country, and you and I are passionate sports fans, and most people that are listening to this podcast, sports stakes are a, a sports fan as well. It, it is in the most precarious spot that professional sports have ever been in. Count any kind of work stoppage or strike or lockout or collective bargaining agreement negotiations. All of that is not a blip on the radar to what's happening right here in the middle of the year 2020 in the sports world from the professional level down to the youth sports level. Well, Tommy, a uh, couple more thoughts here on football, and then we can move on. Uh, regard to the NFL, I think at this point, it might be better for the league not to play in 2020. And a lot of that has to do with people saying they're not going to watch a lot of that has to do with the Black Lives Matter crap that's all now intertwined with this. I think if the NFL waited until 2021 and let some things play out and let this COVID thing run its course, if it's ever going to, 
they might be better off in the long run. And if they do play a season this season, and a lot of people do boycott. You know, I've seen a poll said 64% are willing to boycott. It's easy to say that. It's harder to not tune in week one when the Saints are playing Tampa Bay. Okay, you might say, well, I'm, I'm going to boycott. Well, as starved as we are for sports, you might get to week one and tune in. So I don't know how many people would really boycott, but I think potentially it's enough to really hurt the league if they try and play a season. So I'm not sure that they shouldn't wait a year at this point. And with regard to NCAA football, Tommy, I'm just really glad as an LSU fan that we had the 2019 season that we did and we won what might be the last meaningful NCAA college football championship. Uh, Sounds dramatic, but NCAA football may never return to that glory, Tommy. Very, very possible, you know, and I said a couple of episodes ago here on Sports Takes that I thought MLB and NBA and in part the NHL would be a measuring stick. You know, Major League Baseball has got two baseball games this Thursday night, regular season games in the 60-game sprint, um, and then a full slate on Friday. You know, I think if they start and they have to stop, whether that's after three days, four days, or it's after a week or two, that's bad news for football this fall, okay? If they can pull it off and, and go forward and the NBA can do this, then I think that sliver of a chance of football happening uh, may be. Now, if MLB and the NBA or or NHL, they get started, let's say they all got to shut it down. There's a spike, there's a breakout, five teams can't play, it's a mess, then I think it's time to hit the pause button on all sports for 2020 and then let the medical experts and people work diligently to do something about this virus, there's rumors about a vaccine being ready that's been tested a little bit, but has to be tested more. I don't know if I believe that either, but do whatever you got to do to curb this pandemic and then do whatever you got to do to play sports in calendar year 2021, even if you have to put in some protocols and some safety measures and health measures, get it right. Don't be sitting here a week before training camp opens and still have problems with testing and do you have enough tests and can you get the test results back in a timely manner figure all that out put a pause on 2020 let history reflect what happened and go from there we might be at that point i'm not smart enough to know i'm like everybody else i'm reading i'm listening i'm talking to people that's just my opinion well tommy look with regard to the vaccine i will not be taking one No way in the world I'm going to take one of those vaccines. Now, if I was being paid $4 million to play football, I might get one, but I'm not. So I'm not going to get it. But uh, we will see, you know, where that does go. California has delayed their high school football season to December or January. So, uh, you know, uh, that's something we've talked about before. Do you mess up the schedule for the sports and push the fall sports into the spring? And how does that impact going forward? Do you play football in California in January, February, and March, and then start it again in September? I find that's a, just a problem waiting to happen, but uh, we will see where it goes. A couple of things I picked up on this weekend, Tommy, 
you know, we've been talking about we're so starved for sports. I was at one of my son's houses Saturday for a little birthday party for my oldest grandson, turned four years old, and the younger son picked up the TV remote, and somehow he switched from some cartoon to some Israeli league basketball playoff game. And I'm like, oh, man, this is good. And my wife's like, you're going to watch that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, leave it on, you know? And as we were watching, I noticed, and I sent you a picture of it, in the stands, there was a big screen that ran mostly the length of the court on one side of the stands. And on that screen was a projection of fans. They put fans on a screen in the stands. It was so incredibly ridiculous. You had to see it to believe it. It was horrible. It was probably worse than the cardboard cutouts in, uh, at the Mets game the other night. Speaking of which, I have a friend who's from New York. He now splits time between Austin and Covington, Louisiana. His name is Carl Bauman. Carl is a longtime Met fan and season ticket holder. He said he got an email from the Mets saying for $86, they would put a cardboard cutout of him in a seat in the stands. And he emailed him back. He hasn't gotten a reply to this as of yet, but he emailed him back. How much extra for me to be holding a beer and a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, that, that cardboard cutout thing, and I know I posted something on social media that got a tremendous amount of reaction. The Major League Baseball has done a lot of stupid things, and they're doing more stupid things like the runner on second and extra innings, which that's a whole other story. And Rick Robinson and I will do a Major League Baseball podcast this Wednesday, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Look for Chin Music this Wednesday. But, uh, you know, that's the, the silliest thing I've ever seen. And to think that they want people to pay money for that, it's Major League Baseball. This is not Hollywood. This is not a movie. This is not a school play. This is not a, a bunch of people making a TikTok video, okay? Quit being so silly and ridiculous. I watched the Yankees game last night against the Mets. There were no people in the stands. Just let it be what it is. Now, Major League Baseball has given every team a tape of crowd noise to play in the stadium. The networks aren't going to pump in the crowd noise. There's a, and it's a very murmured, very faint noise. Like when you had three outs, you could hear just a small smatter of crowd. But that is the network microphones picking it up from the PA system in the stadium. And it's the same in every stadium because Major League Baseball is giving it to all the teams. I actually was okay with that. It was so faint. It was hardly noticeable. I got a trained ear like you do, having been in radio and television career for so long and, and I, I had to notice it I didn't hear it I had to think about listening okay let me hear ah there it is I didn't think it was the worst thing in the world the cardboard cutouts could be that's Sesame Street on the Major League Baseball it, it, it's ridiculous I hope they ban that stuff immediately yeah well it, it is bad and if you people who haven't seen it and have only heard of it wait till you see how ridiculous it actually looks on television Plus, you know, the funny part, in that match game, there was no social distancing and none of them had masks on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous, so inconsistent, so stupid, it's comical. Please, let's just let us watch some baseball and hopefully they don't have to stop. I'm all about it. 
I watched the replay this morning, a little Cubs and White Sox action. I was enjoying seeing the players and the pitchers and the hitters and a couple of things that happened. I enjoyed it. Okay. It was cool. I watched a little bit of that last night and the White Sox were knocking the ball all around the party. Well, they had like five straight hits, four of them extra bases at one point. I actually felt bad for the pitcher that was in there for the Cubbies, but hey, it's spring training or summer camp baseball, whatever they're going to call it. But yeah, that cutout thing was pretty ridiculous. So Trey, we, we really don't know what's going to happen. Coach Orgeron at LSU has been very outspoken about college football uh, and that he thinks it's going to happen, but he's got to say that. And he's all about saying that. I totally get that. But, uh, you know, sooner or later, that clock's going to stop ticking and the decision's going to have to be made from high school to college to, to the professional ranks. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, clock is ticking and it's sounding a little bit louder at every time it ticks, Tommy. Well, you know, like when the, the old movies, when you lay, the guy's laying in bed and he can't fall asleep and that ticking just starts getting louder and louder and louder. That's what's happening in the world of sports uh, in our country and in the world right now. So I don't know. It's craziness. Uh, you know, we'll try to shoot another podcast out later this week. Uh, when we see some more stuff, don't forget to check out Chin Music with Rick Robinson and I. It'll come out Wednesday this week. Trey, and wrapping up, do you, uh, you have any final comments or thoughts you want to share? Well, I, I wanted to mention that the uh, PGA Memorial was played this weekend. Uh, much like you, my youngest son is a really good near-scratch golfer, and he made the comment to me, that he was really enjoying watching those pros struggle on that course this weekend. <laughs> well, you know, the, <laughs> the average amateur golfer, you know, they, they don't like to see them guys shoot 22 under par for the weekend. They, they like to see them challenged. And it was almost like a U.S. Open type um, course condition uh, for these players and certainly lots of them messed up as you told me earlier you know the number of guys under par for the weekend was probably as low as they've had in a long time on the PGA Tour but that's always been the case that uh, you know you see them struggle a little bit and and you know they got to make bogeys and putt for double bogeys and uh, that's more what we can relate to but those are the greatest golfers in the world and you know a handful of them are able to tame the conditions. Yeah, nine of the 74 golfers who made the cut, not nine of the field, nine of the 74 who made the cut went under par, Tommy. The other 65 were par or above. And one of the greatest players in the world, Phil Mickelson, I saw a video of him 78 yards out on the fairway using a putter. Yeah, he must have had a martini before that hole because that, <laughs> he admitted later how dumb it was. But when he pulled that out, I'm thinking, well, okay, if this this it's like the flea flicker double reverse in football. If it works, you're a genius. If it loses 12 yards, it's a horrible call. Well, he didn't even get the ball on the green. He almost put it in the bunker. So it was a horrible choice, a horrible decision. But he had nothing to lose uh, where he was on the leaderboard at the time. But you don't see that every day with a guy with a putter in his hand from 78 yards away from the green. Heck, you don't even see that out here at the local golf course. Uh, Tommy, that's something I might do, but I would use a, a, a driver instead of a putter and just keep the ball on the ground. You know, if you're not very good, Sometimes the ground's the best place to be. <laughs> yeah, well, it goes back to uh, Lee Trevino's famous quote. They said, what's, a, what's your advice, Lee, for, for putting when the wind's blowing? And Lee said, keep it low. 
Well, there you go. All right, Trey, a lot of fun here. We encourage people to share this uh, episode of Sports Takes. And we do appreciate a lot of feedback since the last episode uh, from people all over the country. That's pretty cool. Keep sharing it. We'll keep throwing it out there for you. And, Trey, you enjoy the rest of the week. I will be watching baseball Thursday night, and maybe we'll throw something together on Friday afternoon for everybody. Yeah, great. There's a couple of exhibition games tonight, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm going to watch them as well. Yeah, very good, Tommy. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.